Welcome to the I Don't Think So podcast with your host, Melanie Mitchell Epp, a successful author, speaker, mentor, and coach. Melanie is an expert in helping people leave behind the why me mentality to take control of their life. Not only is her story of victory inspiring, but she knows how to empower others to find victory in their own lives. Now, here is your host, author of I Don't Think So, and the creator of the I Don't Think So Bootcamp, Melanie Mitchell Epp. Welcome to Episode 7 of the I Don't Think So Podcast. My name is Melanie Mitchell Epp, and I'm excited to talk to you today on the power of forgiveness. It's coming from Chapter 17 of my book, I Don't Think So, and you just don't want to miss this discussion. Have you ever opened a gift and not known what it was? It happened to me once. I was probably about 12 years old and I had wanted a desk desperately for my bedroom. And so Christmas morning came and there was this little parcel underneath the Christmas tree for me. And what was in it was a plastic container sort of in the shape of a glass or about the size of a glass but it was plastic it was like a fake looking wood grain and it had angles so I knew it wasn't to drink out of but I didn't know what it was for and I tend to do my wondering on the inside instead of on the outside and so I just smiled and said thank you but I really had no clue what this thing was for or what it even meant and whether that was my whole Christmas present or whether there was something else to come. Anyway, I eventually discovered that it was a pencil holder and it was meant to go on top of the desk that my parents had purchased for me for Christmas that hadn't been delivered in time. And so once I understood what it was for, I was thrilled. I was so excited that I was going to have my own desk my own place to work, my own workspace, my own drawers. I could organize everything and I was passionate about organization. Well, forgiveness is one of those things that is intended to be a gift, but you might not know what it is. It can look like it's supposed to have meaning. It can sound like it's supposed to be valuable But when you're told it's a gift, if nobody has ever explained how it works or how to use it, you'll feel awkward with it the same way I did with my pencil holder. Often we've been told that we need to forgive, especially if we've grown up in some sort of religious setting. But usually the explanation is lacking. And what forgiveness more often than anything becomes is just saying that something that happened is okay. Just sweeping it under the rug, not really talking about it, not really letting go of it, not really recognizing the pain of what happened or the hurt of what happened, the cost of it, just trying to get by it. And then we struggle because forgiveness is actually meant to bring freedom, but when we don't use it the way we're supposed to use it, It doesn't do what it's supposed to. And we're almost worse off than if we didn't know anything about forgiveness at all. If you think about my Christmas morning with the pencil holder, until I understood that a desk went with it, I really wasn't better off than I was before because I wasn't looking for a pencil holder. 
I was just empty handed on a Christmas morning and yet expected to be happy. And sometimes that's what we do. We're told to forgive. So we do the best we can with it. We put a smile on our face, but we're really not free. We're caught in the pain that life brings, that relationships bring, that uh, work, that businesses bring, that jobs bring. We just get caught. And the forgiveness that's supposed to be our way of escape doesn't work for us because we don't know how it works. Have you ever had someone try to apologize or say sorry to you and said the words, it's okay, or said the words, oh, it's nothing, but inside your voice, if you could hear it out loud, is your teeth gritting, telling you it's not true, it's not true, you're lying. I want you to know this today. It's such an important truth. If you've ever been hurt or rejected or insulted or abandoned or mocked or abused or any of the other things that can happen to us in life, I want you to know that God will never tell you that it was nothing. He will never tell you it was okay. He will never say you shouldn't have been hurt because if it had been okay, Jesus would not have had to bear the pain of rejection or offense or any of the things that happened to us. In episode six, I read Isaiah 53 verse three to you. He's despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. If the things that have happened to you were okay, then Jesus would not have had to endure that. He suffered it so we could forgive it and be free from it. And if, if we didn't need to be free, if it had been okay, then he wouldn't have had to subject himself to that. But here's what God will tell you. He will tell you to forgive because forgiveness is the process designed to heal with life's hurts. So what does forgiveness really mean? If it's not just saying it was okay, if it's not sweeping it under the rug, if it's not just putting on a good face, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is when you acknowledge that there has been an offense, you acknowledge what the cost of that offense was to you, and then you choose to let Jesus cover the cost. You allow him to pay the bill on your behalf. You move the offender from the courtroom of your heart into God's courtroom, and it transfers the burden of the debt from you to Jesus. You allow him to pay the bill for the wrong. You move the offender from the courtroom of your heart to God's courtroom. It transfers the debt and the burden of the debt that you're owed from you to him. It's you take it off your plate. You take it off of your shoulders. And you might think, well, why would I want to do that? Why, why do I need to transfer the debt? Isn't that just like saying it's okay? And it's not. Here's the reason why you have to transfer the debt. When someone hurts you, they can never repay you. I'm going to say that again. When someone hurts you, they can never repay you. At best, they can be sorry, but they cannot undo what they've done. If you think about someone stepping on your toes and causing great pain, even if they didn't intend to do it, and even if they're wholeheartedly sorry, 
you are still required to forgive them for you to get past it. They can't unstep on your toes. They can't take the pain out of your body. They can't turn back time. They can't undo it unless you in your heart let go of the debt that they incurred by hurting you. You are stuck. You not only have the pain in your body, in your foot, you have the pain in your heart of thinking, this person hurt me. They stepped on my foot. My foot hurts. I'm angry. I feel vengeful or I feel like I want to hurt them back. All of the feelings and the things that are a response when we get hurt. Words can't be unsaid. Events can't be relived. Time can't be turned back. Offense can't be undone. That's the bottom line when it comes to why we need to be able to forgive. When we hold someone in forgiveness, we are literally trying to collect a bill that can never be paid. It becomes a black hole that continually demands payment. It's like having a wrapped up credit card bill and making interest payments month after month after month after month as the bill comes due, but never getting free from the bill. When we're offended with someone, when we haven't forgiven someone in our heart, every time we think about it, we pay again emotionally. We pay with our time. We pay with our heart. The time that we're spending thinking about it is robbed from what else we could be doing with it. The emotion of pain we feel in our heart is robbing us of being able to feel something else or enjoy the life that we're actually living. No matter what comes your way, unless you forgive, you will be a prisoner of that offense. And that's why forgiveness for me was like a fork in the road decision that changed my whole trajectory in life. I know looking back that if I hadn't made the choice to go through my life with forgiveness, to look back at all of the hurts and apply forgiveness, I would be in a way different position today. I probably wouldn't be enjoying my life. I'd probably be bitter. I'd probably not have quality relationships and I'd be in pain a lot of the time. But having someone break down forgiveness for me, showing me what it really meant, showing me that it wasn't saying that what had happened to me was okay, brought freedom. It allowed me to transfer the weight of the things that were in my heart, in the courtroom of my heart, and put them into God's courtroom for him to deal with because he's the one true judge. It's not toxic for him to deal with. It's toxic for us to try to deal with offense in our heart. We can never get to the bottom of it. The motive that someone had when they hurt us is irrelevant. Even when offenses are unintentional, we're still trapped unless we choose to forgive. You can never be healed of a hurt by saying that it was okay. Forgiveness is the only weapon with the power to free you. And so if you're listening to me today and you feel caught in unforgiveness, I want you to be excited because I'm giving you a tool that you've been living without. I'm, I'm giving you a weapon that you've been living without. You haven't been equipped to deal with what life has brought your way. And so forgiveness can bring freedom to you this very day. When I was caught in a lot of unforgiveness, 
I had a lot of anger toward my dad and he had made some choices that caused great pain to me, to my mom, to my sister, to our whole family. And even though I was about 30 years old, I was definitely an adult. I wasn't a child anymore. I wasn't living in his home and affected by his choices on a day-to-day basis, but I carried the pain of his choices with me. And daily, I would rant about the things that he had done. I wasn't ranting to other people because I felt like that would be dishonoring, but I would rant to God. I would say, my dad this and my dad that, and I need my dad and my dad should this and my dad should that. And the result was I was in continual pain and I was spending a lot of my energy, a lot of my time caught on what I was powerless to change. What a waste of my life. And one day I was, I was driving, it was lunchtime, I was on my lunch break, and I'm going through my usual rant as I'm driving back to work, and I hear God's voice, and he says really clearly, and I'm not talking about an audible voice, it was just in my heart I heard these words, Melanie, I died for your dad's sin. So what do you have to say about it? It was such a statement of truth that I almost felt like I'd been slapped in the face. Like, you know when a parent takes you by the shoulders and they're looking straight into your face and they're speaking into whatever tangent you're on and they're bringing you back to reality? Well, these words in my heart brought me back to reality, back to the truth that I couldn't see because of my pain. And the truth was what my dad had done was wrong, but Jesus actually took the pain of the things that my dad did into his heart when he was on the cross. He took it all in. He took in the pain. He took in the sorrow. That's what he did so that I could then receive his forgiveness. I could receive his righteousness. Then I could exercise forgiveness and I could live free. And I was going about it all wrong. I was trying to make my dad behave a certain way so I could be free. And day after day, week after week, month after month, I had lived in that pain. And that day when I recognized what Jesus had done on my behalf, I chose to forgive him. I took my dad out of the courtroom of my heart, all the debts that I believed he owed me, and I put them in God's courtroom. And I made this declaration out loud. My dad owes me nothing. And I went free that day. My heart was free. The weight lifted. I wasn't trying to collect this debt that could never be paid. And I discovered that what happened as I went forward was that my dad's behavior didn't affect me emotionally anymore. When we were together at Christmas time or Easter time or other times when we would visit I wasn't affected. I could just be me. I wasn't in pain because I had this rant going on inside because I had this sense that he owed me and he wasn't paying up. And it gave me the freedom to be able to love him and be unaffected. And it was it was priceless. The power of forgiveness is priceless because nothing else can do what forgiveness will do on our behalf. I've watched people who have walked this life alongside me who chose the opposite fork in the road, who chose to not let go of what had been done to them, who chose not to forgive, who chose not to call it what it was, 
who chose not to say what it had cost them to go through this and who chose not to give it over to God to deal with. They just kept trying to collect the debt the whole life long. And when they were part of my world, I was robbed of them because they were never at the table alone. They were never at family dinner alone. They always brought their offenders with them. And I felt like, haven't you given enough of your life to them? What they did was so horrible. What they did was so wrong. It cost our family so much, but it's still costing 10 years later, 20 years later, 30 years later, because you haven't forgiven and you're bringing them to the table as if it happened yesterday. I want to ask you, are you carrying unforgiveness? Are you bringing people to the table with you on a daily basis for offenses that happened years ago? Or are there people in your family that keep the offenses alive, that they tell the story as if it happened yesterday and everyone at the table pays the price because they haven't forgiven? It's really worth asking. It's really worth taking a look. The quality of life that we will experience is very dependent on what we choose to do with forgiveness. Sometimes the person we need to forgive the most is ourselves. We can be gracious with others. We can forgive their debts. We can put them into God's courtroom and let them go out of the courtroom of our heart. But on the inside, guilt can stop us in our tracks because we have no way to undo the things that we've done that we regret or we know we're wrong. The things we've done can go undercover. We can go along fine for a season of time not realizing that we're holding ourselves in unforgiveness. But usually when opportunity shows up, that's when our failure that we haven't dealt with will rear its ugly head and it will keep us from going through the doors that open for us because guilt will stop us in our tracks. I encourage you, if you hold yourself in unforgiveness, there's no better time to deal with it than than right now. Why would you go on another year holding yourself hostage for things that Jesus has already forgiven? Forgiveness doesn't deny our guilt. It gives us the power to face our failure and move past it. And unless we live in forgiveness, we will live out our life condemned. I titled this episode, The Power of Forgiveness, because forgiveness is a weapon and it's been given to us to continually wield against the offenses that come in life. Offenses will always come. We can't help but hurt each other at times. And it's forgiveness that will keep us free. I challenge you, wield forgiveness well and wield it often. It's yours for the taking. And if you're stuck in the weight of unforgiveness, I know that my book or my boot camp can help you to process this and find freedom just like I did. I want you to know that I don't talk about all of the topics that are included in my book and boot camp in the podcast. One of the topics is secrets and the challenge of living in freedom when we're living under the power of a secret or someone else's secret. I also wrote a chapter for the hijacker, the person who uses their power to control another person because freedom is for all of us. The hijacker has been hijacked too or they wouldn't live the way that they do. I wanted you to know that those other topics are available there and I want to invite you to join me for the final episode of the podcast, Creating a Masterpiece. 
I know that God has a beautiful life for you to live and I want to help you see how to work with him to create it. If today's message has brought life to you and there's someone else that you think would benefit from it, I really encourage you to share it with them and I invite you to join me for the final episode. Thank you for listening and spending time with us today on the I Don't Think So podcast. If you receive value from this show, I encourage you to listen to all eight episodes and then share them with your friends. And if you're ready for change, I encourage you to take action now. Visit Melanie's website at melaniemitchellapp.com to order her book or to sign up and get instant access to the I Don't Think So Bootcamp so you can begin to change your story today.